0: Travel Babies, this week we are talking about somewhere new, Lithuania. This is Travel Babies. We're just two sisters trying to
1: travel the world in style, but sometimes things don't go as planned. Each week we talk about important travel topics to help you decide when, where, and how to explore the world in style.
0: I'm Juliana from Travel Juliana, a professional travel blogger from Boston. And I'm JQ from jqlouise.com, and I'm also a professional travel writer, blogger, and influencer also from Boston. Combined, we have over 200,000 followers across our social media platforms, and we love sharing our travel tips and tricks with you all. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us a lot.
1: There are two distinct parts of Lithuania that we want to talk about. So first is the seaside, and then second is the capital, Vilnius. So let's start by talking about the seaside. So I know this was your first time going to
0: Lithuania, Jacqueline. So how did you get there? we went on this amazing trip to Lithuania and it was unreal. I mean, it was so different than anywhere else that we've been. And I'm so glad that we did it this summer where Europe is a little bit quieter and, you know, we really just wanted to go somewhere new. So, in Lithuania, it's a small country, obviously. You know, like Juliana just said, there's basically Vilnius, which is the capital city. And then there's the seaside, which is essentially their version of Cape Cod. We went to the seaside and we went to a few different places there. And I'll, ta- I'll get into that in a minute. But basically, we got there by flying into Vilnius and we flew on Lufthansa. It was super easy from Boston We had a flight from Boston to Frankfurt. Frankfurt is their major hub. So, you know, this was a awesome, just overnight flight. This is our first flight back to Europe since 2019. I was so excited we were going somewhere new and it really felt like we were going on a real trip.
1: How was the flight? Like how was the airline itself?
0: So we've flown Lufthansa a few times in the past. And this time we upgraded to business and we booked. So we booked economy tickets and then they have an option when you check in to actually just pay for an upgrade. And it's not one of those bidding to upgrade. It's just a flat rate. So for us, it was like $3.99 per person to upgrade. And since this was a long haul flight, it was overnight. And this was our first flight back to Europe in a while. We figured, why not? You know, let's give it a try. Um, so this is very similar to other Star Alliance business classes. You know, like on if you've flown Swiss, it's very similar to that. They don't have the pods like British Airways and a lot of other airlines have. So just keep that in mind if you really require more privacy. But They're totally fly flat. It was very comfortable. The service was awesome. And the lounge is actually open in Boston. So if you're looking for an easy, you know, route to Eastern Europe, Lufthansa is a great option.
1: So once you got to Lithuania, you know, how did you get to the seaside and um, like, how did you leave the airport?
0: Yeah. So we rented a car so you can, you know, they have a few different car rental places right at the airport. They have all the major brands, Hertz, Eurocar, you know, all the major brands, Sixth. So we did Europe car. um, You know, we booked it in advance. It was actually really affordable. So we booked it for the whole week that we were there. And um, so we just, you know, once we got our checked bags, we went right to the car rental place, picked up our car and we started driving.
1: So how far was sort of the seaside from the airport? Like how long did you have to drive?
0: So it was about three and a half hours. So we drove, it's literally just drive like straight west. So Vilnius is in the eastern part of the country and then the seaside is on the Baltic Sea. So you just drive like straight west. So it was actually a really easy drive. There was barely any traffic and directions wise it was really easy we just pretty much stayed on the same highway the whole way there so we started off the trip in palanga which is a really great hub if you're going to explore the lithuanian seaside because palanga it's a pretty big resort city there's a bunch of hotels there's lots of restaurants and they have a really cool downtown that has some fun nightlife so we started off there um and the hotel we stayed at was the palanga spa life balance hotel and this is the premium hotel in the area. So if you're a luxury traveler, I really recommend it. We loved it. It was really cool and funky, but also modern. Definitely recommend that. They had parking on site. So it was just very convenient and it was a great way to start off the trip.
1: Yeah, I know some of your photos looked so cool. I can't wait to see more. In that area, you know, what what is there to do? Like, I know you said it's kind of one of the one of the places to be. So, what were your favorite things to do there?
0: So, in Palanga itself, you can literally just walk to the beach. So, it's if you want to just go to the beach and go to like a different Type of beach destination. Honestly, you could just stay in Palanga. We did go to the beach a little bit. Um, We went to a few restaurants. We checked out some of the funky nightlife scene in downtown Palanga. They have some really cool outdoor restaurants that have live music or DJs. You know, depending on what you're looking for, like they have some really fun things to do. But we learned that one of the main things people do when they visit Palanga is actually just use it as a starting point to get to the corona spit. So the Coronian spit, so it's a geographical spit, which is kind of like a peninsula. Um, it's a long, skinny strip of land. You know, it looks honestly very similar to some areas that we have in Cape Cod, but you need to take a ferry to get there from Palanga. So after, we, you know, we stayed in Palanga for a little bit, we took the ferry to um, the Coronian spit and then we actually drove to the other major resort area nita
1: that sounds so cool i know i think a lot of these um like coastal towns have really cool like peninsulas, like you're talking about and i love it must be really cool too to kind of like compare across like the different countries because obviously you've been to a lot of other places
0: in europe so what else did you do there so once we got to nita you know this was like a totally different vibe it it like the best way I can really compare it is it feels like you know you're on the cape because it's like as soon as you get there, everything changes like the scenery changes, the trees are different, just the whole vibe is different. You really feel like you're away from it all like it's very untouched feeling it's very natural i mean the the, the reason so many Lithuanians love coming here is that it really is an escape i mean it's very you know, nature focused. So you get there and you drive through these beautiful like tree-lined streets. It feels like you're in a fairy tale with these types of forests, but then the beach is right there. It's just something really different that I've never seen before. And when you typically think of like European summer beach destinations, Lithuania is not usually on the top of the list, especially for Americans, because it's just so unknown to us. When we got there, it was just such an experience. Everything was new. And when we got to Nita, it's really clear why this is such a hot spot and such a cool spot to be. Like it's, it was super trendy, but also really just natural feeling.
1: Yeah, I think that's really cool. I mean, especially to just see, like you said, like maybe it's not something you think of when you think of like a European beach, but that's also why it makes it so unique, especially to Americans, because that's not something we're used to at all. But it's awesome that you got to explore something like totally new too, and just be in nature as much as possible, especially when you know, we've been staying at home all the time and just working from home. Like I think, you know, we've talked about this in a lot of other episodes, just being outside as much as possible, especially in this summer, is just the top of at the top of our list.
0: Yeah. And especially this summer where everyone's looking for like space and fresh air and a lack of crowds. I mean, this was awesome because unlike the Mediterranean, the Mediterranean is packed this summer. So if you want to get to Europe and you want to go to the beach, but still experience some like cool, trendy beach clubs, but you don't want to deal with the crowds, this is an awesome option. Because in NIDA, they have funky, cool DJs and performances all summer long. And one place that we went a few times when we were there is called Cupola's. And this is like the spot to go. It's the coolest beach club around. It's really cool. It has such a Euro vibe um, and they have some amazing local DJs and just other European DJs that come every week. So if you want to have, you know, the party scene and the beach scene, like this is the spot to go. But the other thing to keep in mind is that Nida also has amazing dining. There's some really high-end restaurants all within walking distance of the beaches and everything else. So One place you guys have to check out is Narushi. So this is actually a Vilnius restaurant that's doing a pop-up in Nida this summer. It's a sushi restaurant and it's really high-end. So the best ingredients and they're really prepared, prepared in a creative way. I posted a lot of this on Instagram and actually in my Forbes story about our visit to the seaside. So definitely check that out. The cool thing is the restaurant is located right in the harbor. Of Nita. So you literally sit on the dock and they prepare the food on a boat.
1: That's so cool. I know I feel like we haven't seen anything like this either too. So it just sounds so cool. So like what was, you know, what were some of your
0: favorite dishes that you tried? So they had some amazing fatty tuna, like the Toro tuna, and it was unreal. Like we actually ordered Two orders of it. Like we ordered one, one order of it to try it, and they were like, "Oh my god, this is so good! We have to order another." We just got Toro sashimi, and it was prepared perfectly. I mean, it was so fresh, so delicious, and they had some amazing like accoutrements on the side that just gave it some really special and unique flavors. It was delicious. Yeah, that
1: sounds so good. Honestly, there's nothing better than like amazing fresh fish, like any seafood. I mean, you and I, you know. Anywhere we go, especially when we're on the coast or at a beach place, we're always looking for that. So that's awesome. Well, why don't now we start talking about Vilnius? Because I mean, obviously, this seems like such a cool city, and I'm super excited to hear more about it. So how did you guys get there from the coast?
0: Yeah. So, you know, Vilnius is like a whole nother thing. And I'm so glad we got to do both of these on the same trip because it's so doable. I mean, the great thing is, like I said, when we got to the seaside, it was only three hours away. So then on the way back, it was the same thing. So we just drove. It was about three hours. Um, this time we did have a tiny bit of traffic getting into the city, but I think that's just because we were driving at about rush hour. So just keep that in mind. But Overall, I mean, compared to anywhere else that I've been in Europe in the summer, it's just there's zero crowds. Once we got into the city, I was like, wow, this is like one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Like a big part of that is because their old town is very intact. Unfortunately, many other parts of Europe got really destroyed during World War I and World War Two, But Vilnius was fortunate in the fact that they... They escaped a lot of the bombing and destruction that so much of Europe experienced, so they have one of the most complete medieval old towns in all of Europe, and that, combined with a lack of crowds, just really makes for a beautiful experience. Uh,
1: that sounds so cool. I know, I mean, I think from your pictures, I was kind of like, oh, like what, you know, what other cities sort of look like this? But I feel like it's very, you know, it's really unique on its own. Like other European cities look totally different and, you know, like for many different reasons too. So I think it's just, yeah, it's really cool to just see something that unique.
0: Like the architecture is so beautiful. I mean, I think it's just a quintessentially european old town so you're thinking about your first trip back to europe this summer this fall and you just want to enjoy walking around picturesque european streets and just taking photos and just kind of enjoying yourself i think Vilnius is an awesome option because it has everything that i think americans dream of when we think of going to paris or rome or london but there's no crowds and Vilnius is actually original Like these buildings have been there for hundreds of years, exactly where they are. Just walking around, it was so special to me because it was so beautiful, but I really felt like a local when we were there.
1: And so where did you guys stay when you were there?
0: So this was one of the best parts of the trip. We stayed at an amazing hotel called uh, Hotel Pasai. So also, please, if you're a Lithuanian, please forgive any of our pronunciations because Lithuanian is a very difficult language to get right, <laughs> especially when it comes to names. So. I actually heard the hotel pronounced a few different ways, you know, Paksai, Pasai. So please forgive us. Um, we're doing our best. I, I really tried to get the pronunciations when we were there, but I think you need a lifetime to get everything exactly right. Lithuanian is a very detailed and kind of advanced language. So um, I would love to learn more when we go back. but. Uh, So Hotel Paksai, it's actually a design hotel, and it's the only design hotel in Lithuania. If you've stayed at design hotels in the past, you know that they're all very unique and very high-end. The hotel was built in a 17th century palace, so you really feel like you're in a palace. But because it's a design hotel, it's extremely modern. So they did a multi-million dollar restoration over a few years, and now you have this amazingly modern, but funky and historic property. I really recommend it. If you're staying in Vilnius, this is where I'd stay every single time. Like I'm already trying to think when I can go back, like maybe this fall so I can stay in the hotel again because we loved it. The service was amazing. It was a beautiful space and it was super convenient to everything we wanted to do.
1: Yeah, that sounds so cool. I know I think like these design hotels are some of them are just amazing. And you know, combined with like, great service and all of that, like, it's just such a great experience. Obviously, like walking around in itself is just an activity because these, you know, these European cities are so pretty, like, that's just a great, we love just walking around because exploring the city. Other than that, you know, what other activities did you guys do?
0: so like just starting when we'd wake up each day we would have this amazing breakfast so breakfast is included we had an amazing time like i mean it was just so relaxing to finally have you know a european hotel breakfast again i mean i've said this so many times this is one of my favorite parts of every trip is just seeing what they have at the buffet you know what type of eggs can i order just relaxing with a cappuccino like really starting the day off leisurely i really loved doing this and At Hotel Paksai, I mean, it was just delicious. Everything was perfect. They had some amazing classic Lithuanian pastries and things for us to try. And then we had perfect eggs every day. I mean, just all the details were there. So I can't say it enough. Like, if you're going to Vilnius, you have to stay here. And then here, before we move on to activities, I just want to say a few more things about the hotel because there are some really cool details here. I mean, there's some ancient frescoes in many of the rooms. And in the hallways that they've restored, it just gives such a nice ambiance. You really feel like you're in a historic palace. So it's a lot of fun. And there's actually a balcony where uh, Napoleon gave a speech from, and you can actually go on this balcony. So there's lots of really special things. And then in many of the suites, they actually have the ultra lux Hostin's beds So these are like $50,000 beds. They're Scandinavian and it just really flows with the whole design of the hotel. So just keep all that in mind. Beds
1: seem really cool. I know you told me about those. Like, were they really comfortable?
0: Yeah. I mean, they're just unreal. Like, it's just something you have to try to see what it's like. So really recommend it. Like, check out the hotel. And the best part of it is because it is Lithuania and in Vilnius, Things are very affordable, like compared to, you know, what a hotel room like this would cost in Paris or London, you know, it's a great deal. And since it's a design hotel, you can use your bonvoy points um, from Marriott and, you know, all those hotels as well. So very convenient and it just makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. Back to the activities. I know you guys did a lot of really cool stuff. So I definitely want to get into that. So, you know, what were some of
0: your favorites? One of the things that you have to do in Vilnius is fly in a hot air balloon because this is the only city in Europe where you can fly a hot air balloon right from the downtown. There's so many of these beautiful European cities, but if you want to go in a hot air balloon, usually you have to go way far outside of the city to actually do this. But in Lithuania and in Vilnius, you can really just, it's a five minute drive away. And the balloon companies will pick you up wherever you are in the city and just drive you to the spot where they launch. And it's literally a five minute drive and you actually get to fly over the city and then you land in a field somewhere wherever the wind takes you. And then, you know, it's just such a fun experience. And we did it at sunset and it was amazing.
1: I know those pictures look so cool and I can't wait to see more. And so was it just like, is it easy to do like small groups? Like, how did you
0: book it? So you can book it online. We did um, just balloons.lt. That was, honestly, it was the first one that came up on Google. I did some more research after that, but it was really affordable. It was like $90 a person, and it's like a three-hour experience. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, and the other thing to keep in mind is that in Vilnius in the summer, the sun stays out to like 10 or 11 p.m. at night. Oh, I know. That's
1: crazy. Literally. Like, I guess in France, it's good. It stays out like at its peak. It's like nine 15. It's still like pretty bright and you can sit outside, have dinner, like, you know, until then or starting then. And then it, it gets dark. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's so crazy. It stays out, light out, light out until 10, because it's literally like, like you can't go to bed. You need to be doing something and enjoying that like amazing golden hour sun. So that's really cool.
0: Exactly. So like we were on the balloon, like from like, you know, seven until 10 PM. Like we were doing this experience and it was like golden hour the whole time. You know, that's the other thing. The day is so long in the summer. You have so much time to do everything that you want. And then at night there's amazing nightlife. So definitely check out hot air balloons. If you're in uh, Vilnius in the summer. And then the other thing to do is to actually go on a little day trip. There's a castle that's only about 20 or 30 minutes outside the city. So if you have a car like we did, definitely check it out. It's called Truck High. This is a medieval castle. It's actually on an island and you can just drive. It's free to go to like the castle park. You can pay to actually go inside the castle to see the rooms. But honestly, I think just walking around and exploring. The outside of the castle is so much fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds so cool. I know I literally can't wait to see all like more of these photos too. And I mean, just like like you said, if you do have a car to do these little day trips, I feel like that's perfect too. And I mean, it's not even tour like that touristy to begin with. So with like yeah, like you said, Vilnius just sounds like a great option.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you know, definitely check out Trakai. It's an easy day trip. Like you can just, and it's not even. You don't need a whole day. You can just spend an afternoon there. It's a lot of fun. There's little boats you can rent if you want to go in the lagoon that's outside of the castle. Just in Vilnius, there's so many funky, cool things always going on, especially in the summer, whether it's music festivals or art festivals or just performances. Like there's a ton of live music that you can see. And I think right now, while the pandemic is still going on, you know, there's tons of outdoor activities that you can do. Even when we were there, there was like the midsummer festival where it was like all these performances. And then I've been seeing online that there's tons through the end of August and into September. There's just a lot to do. So just do your research and whatever you're interested in, I'm sure they have something going on in that area.
1: Yeah, definitely. So what are what were some of your favorite places to eat in Vilnius?
0: So this is another thing that they're not lacking. I mean, in terms of dining, I was impressed pretty much every meal. My number one choice of places that I would love to go back to is a place called 14 Horses. This is a true like luxury farm to table experience. I mean, this is right up there with all the best farm-to-table dinners that I've had in the past, and the great thing is this is located less than a five-minute walk from the Hotel Puxai. It was so amazing. I mean, we did a chef tasting menu in the kitchen at the chef's table, so it really doesn't get much better than that. Fourteen Horses is in this whole complex that has different dining experiences. They have a farmer's market. They have a flower market, so you can really spend a whole evening here just checking out the different spots in this one location but in terms of dining i mean we really got to try local lithuanian ingredients Prepared just masterfully. It was so delicious. And we actually did this right before our balloon ride. So it was such a fun night. But there's a lot of other places. And there's one, um, there's a restaurant called, um, it actually means happiness in Lithuanian. And I'll leave the name of it below because it's really hard to pronounce uh, for English speakers, but it's like Dizagmas, something like that. Please forgive my pronunciation, but it means happiness in Lithuanian. And this was another amazing restaurant that we went to. They have a beautiful rooftop terrace that you can sit on and just enjoy those long Lithuanian golden hours and early evenings. So this was another kind of high-end interpretation on traditional Lithuanian food. Those are my two top choices, but everywhere we went, we had great food. I mean, even having the classic, like historic Lithuanian food, like the Zeppelinis, the Lithuanian name on all the menus translated to meat pockets, which is kind of funny, but they're basically like potato dumplings that are filled with meat and then you dip them in these sauces that are made with pig fat and sour cream. It's very traditional. It's really indicative of a lot of Eastern European flavors and ingredients with the potatoes and meat. I really recommend giving this a try. But the other thing that you guys have to try is the cold beet soup. So if you've ever seen anything from Lithuania, you've probably seen a picture of this pink soup. This is a fan favorite. Everybody in Lithuania loves it, especially in the summer because it's cold, it's refreshing, um, but it's also savory. So it's kind of like their version of a gazpacho made with local ingredients with beets, sour cream, lots of other classic ingredients, a lot of dill. So you have to try it. You can get it pretty much anywhere at any of the classic restaurants in the old town. So definitely check all this out. And again, everything is super affordable. So you can get these amazing meals, you know, without spending a ton of money.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's great. Like in Lithuania, because like we can talk about, it's just not as touristy. So things, there's no like markup for tourists, which is great, you know, like other popular European cities. So great. Moving on to our travel tip of the week. Obviously, you know, Lithuania is kind of, it's not somewhere where a lot of Americans go. It's more kind of unexpected. So it's not a super popular place, but it should be. So I think, our tip is to just try going to Lithuania because it's so beautiful and so affordable.
0: Exactly. Like this is kind of my thesis for traveling right now is I want to go places that are unexpected where they're new. And I think it just really lends itself to meaningful travel, especially after having waited you know, over a year to get back to Europe. I just think having meaningful, like exciting trips like this is so important right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for tuning into the Travel Babies podcast. We really appreciate your support. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. It really helps us a lot. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Lithuania. Catch us next week to hear about more travel tips for staying healthy while traveling. Thanks, JQ.
0: Thanks, Juliana. Thank you for listening to Helium Radio. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from Helium Radio. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our website. Personal perspectives expressed by producers, writers, and editors will always be presented as such. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Helium Radio is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.